Just don't till it's uh, till it's uh, time to get more uh, arangitan. All right, here we go. A good nerve Shabbos. Today's daf is daf pehei, page eighty-five in the Hilgim Seches Bavakama Parakachayvo, and we pick up at the two dots about uh, we'll call it twelve lines or so from the bottom of Pedalid Amud base. Now, what today's daf is going to focus primarily on is the other types of payments that a person is obligated to make when they damage another human. We've been focusing on nezek, we've been focusing on damaging, and we learned there's also payments for tsar, for pain, for ripoy, for medical bills, for sheves, for loss of work, and baishas for embarrassment. So what we're going to do today is start to go through some of the other payments and describe how they were assessed. So here we go. The Mishnah had said, Tsar, how do, you, how do you decide payment? So how do we decide how much you pay for pain? We said that how much would a person be willing to pay to take that pain? Now, one of the examples we gave was if you were to take a hot spit and touch somebody on the fingernail with it, that's painful. But there's no real damage. So this is interesting. See, we've been learning that there's a pain payment, but the question is, is the pain payment when there's damage only? What about payment if there's no damage for pain? In other words, you give somebody a hard five finger on the back. Remember when you were a kid, you did a five finger, a zet on the back. The guy didn't really, there's no damage to the person, but there's pain. So the case of the spit on the fingernail really is a case where no damage is happening, yet it seems from the Mishnah, there still is payment for pain. Okay, so again, what are we being mechadish here? What are we, what are we, what's the Gemara pointing out over here? That there's pain payments even when there's not necessarily damage. Let's get into this. Who's the author who says that you pay for pain even when there's no actual damage. Amar Rav says Ben Azahi is the opinion of Ben Azahi Dutani we learned in the price of Rabbi Yoyme Rabbi says Kaviyah Nemer Tchila it says in the Torah Kaviyah Tachas Kaviyah a burn for a burn okay so Kaviyah Nemer Tchila first we mention a burn in the list of Tachases Ben Azahi Ben Azahi says Chabura Nemer Betchila no a bruise goes first now what's the difference if a Kavia, if a burn is first or a bruise is first, then what does this mean? So the Gemara explains. What are they arguing about? A burn means even if there's no wound with it. So you just, you know, sometimes you get a burn on your finger, but it's going to go away after a couple of days. There's nothing uh, permanent that's happening over here. And therefore, means the Torah is telling me directly, you're going to make a payment even when there's no uh, permanent damage and therefore the Torah writes about a wound why which is us, reveals to us that no only when there's a burn with a wound do you pay but a burn without a wound you don't pay so the way it works is like this the way it works is like this see whichever one you start with the second thing mentioned is what's going to reveal what the first thing's really about. So, if we're talking about burns, so then the Torah says, you pay for a burn. But then it says a wound. So now you can ask yourself, 
Why would you say a wound after a burn? What's the difference between a wound and a burn? Oh, I'll tell you the difference. You could have a burn without a wound. Well then, why did Torah say wound? It must be, you're only obligated to pay, says Benazai, on a burn, if there's also a wound with it. Okay? That's how Benazai is going to... I'm sorry, that's how... Not Benazai. That's how Rebbe is going to darshan the Pasuk. So first burn, then wound. What does this teach me? Only a burn with a wound do you pay. But Benazai says, No, when he says a burn, you know what that implies? With a wound. So why do you got to mention a wound? To tell us that even a burn without a wound, you're going to make a payment. And therefore, let's pause right here. Let's pause for a moment and just go back to our question. The Gemara says, who is the author of our Mishnah? Who's of the opinion that when you burn somebody, like a spit on a fingernail, you're going to be obligated to pay even though there's no actual wound? It's Benazai. It's Benazai. Benazai says that you don't, you don't need a wound because first it says burn and then it says Chabura to reveal that even without a Chabura, a burn itself, a burn itself, you're going to be Mechuyiv on. Masla Rav a challenging question. Adarabot should be just the opposite. Ipcha Mistabra, the opposite is what's Svaradig, is what's logical. Why? We should say like this, Rebbe, Yamer Kaviyah Nermatchila, when Rebbe said that a burn comes first, Savar, he's of the opinion, the Kaviyah Ispa Chabura Mashma, maybe he's of the opinion that a burn means with a wound. Kotsav Rachman Chabura, therefore the Torah afterwards writes a wound, to reveal to us the Kaviyah, the Lespa Chabura. It first says a burn, and then it says a wound. You know why? Not to tell me that the burn needs to have a wound, but to tell me that even a burn without a wound, I'm going to be responsible on. And then comes along, Benazai comes and says, no, darshan the wound first. Why? Because he holds, that the word burn doesn't imply a wound. Only a wound that has a chabura, only a wound that only a, a burn that has a wound, are you going to be obligated on the pain payment? And both of them are are going on the maskana. In other words, then you keep moving along and darshan it as the Tana thought appropriate. Now, just keep in mind the underlying machlekas is very interesting. It's very interesting machlekas. It, it even though we're we're it's being based around psukim. The question really here is, where does logic, what, what, what sort of logic does the Torah intend that the person is going to start with? Like this. If I were to tell you, Yankel got a burn. So before any psukim in the Torah, Yankel got a burn. Does that statement imply that he was damaged? Or does that statement imply that he was pained? It's interesting. It's not so clear. It's not so clear, right? The word burn, you, you can hear why we have this machlaikas here, right? Does the word burn itself imply a wound with it? Or does the burn itself uh, imply pain, but not necessarily a wound? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The second one. You think it's pain without the wound? Yeah. yeah. Kenzai. Because sometimes you could, get, you could be burned and you don't get a wound. Right, no, nachon. Right, it's, it's like an instant kind of thing. Right, I would say, I would say, like we say, like, oh, that burns me. I think we're referring very often in our own mind. We're referring more to the the pain of the uh, of of it than the actual damage that it right. done. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. But it's very interesting 
that because the word burn itself is unclear, that's what's leading to the Tanayim coming along and saying, well, when, I, when, the, when the Torah tells me the word burn and then the word wound, what is the wound afterwards implying? What's it implying? So if I initially uh, looked at the word burn to just mean pain, so now wound can, can mean that pain by itself you pay, and, uh, and even without a wound. And the word wound means uh, literally a wound. But if burn means the damage that comes along with it, then the Torah doesn't need to mention wound afterwards. So why are you mentioning wound afterwards? It must be, be revealing something to me about the original word. So the, the whole machleik, just pointing out that the, the machleik is here, between Benazai and Rabbi, is really about how they initially, even before the Pusik started, how they initially interpreted the word uh, kaviyah, the word burn. Inami, another approach is the kuliyama. Really, everybody would agree that kaviyah, that the word burn means bein de ispechabura, bein de lespechabura mashma. The word burn doesn't imply either way. It can be with a wound and without a wound, right? Like sometimes we'll say a person got nebuch, uh, first degree burns, third degree burns. He says, maybe you could say that everybody holds that the word burn can imply both ways, with a wound, without a wound. And over here, in the Machlaikasin Rebbe and Ben Azai, we now turn to the top of today's daf. The machlekes is about whether or not you can make a klalu prat, a general a, a, a drasha from a general statement and then a more specific statement. Okay, Rebbe Sabar ain prat. Rebbe says that if you have things that are further apart, you cannot make a klalu prat dika statement. Now the klalu prat is going to be the 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 burn and the uh, it's going to be the burn and the wound. It's going to be both. Because again, we're going in the assumption now that the word burn can imply with a wound and without a wound. So Rebbe Sover ain't done his Bafaruklaw, but I'm sorry. Vikitim, if you're gonna say Khabura le Rebbe Lamali, so why do I need the word Khabura if it's already uh, if it's already uh, implied uh, could be implied in the word burn? The Dhamim Yisirim it just means to to uh, pay more money Besides, for just the damage, if there's a lot of, uh, uh, if there's damage as well as pain, so that's why there's an extra pasuk of chabura. Why again? To teach me you pay for pain, and to teach me that you pay for damages as well. Okay, two dots. Period. Back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, "How do you evaluate pain?" So we said, "You go over to somebody. You say, listen, Yankel hurt Beryl. How did he hurt Beryl? He took a hot spit." And touched them on the fingernail. Right? That's what he did. So the Gemara says, you go over to go over to Shmerel, go over to a third party, and you say, No, or or you could even go over to the victim. How much would you be willing to pay to take this uh, to to take this pain? You evaluate how much a person will be willing to take to be paid to take the pain. How do you evaluate pain? When there's already damage. Okay. What the Gemara is asking is a very important question. And that is, we understand that the, the additional pain payment is not going to be double dipping into the damage payment. That we're taking for granted. The question is, say, how do you separate, how do you separate the two? How do you separate the pain payment as well as the, as well as the uh, damage payment? All right. 
Side of with the pain payment as well as the uh, the damaging payment. All right, so here we go. Now I could pick up uh, could pick up uh, speed the, as the snashim is now uh, empty from from davening. All right, not disturbing anybody. <laughs> huh? You go up to the person and you say, "How much are you willing to get paid to take this pain?" That's right. How much? How much could I pay you? You want to? I'm going to burn you. I want to burn you on your fingernail. Would you let me do that for a hundred dollars? Let me do it for a thousand dollars. What would you let me do? Huh? That's right. That's right. Everything's got its price. Everything has its price. Here we go. Amr Avod Shmuel. Avod Shmuel says, "I'm the Kabbalah. Right to lead all the We say how much a person would would be willing to be paid to have his hand cut off. Says the Gemara, "Give me a break." That's not just pain. There's all five things involved. So I say, how do you separate the pain from? Um, in other words, not that you're going to pay for the whole hand, but how much would a person be willing to take for the pain of the hand being cut off? But not the hand itself, because again, the hand itself is going to be paid for in actual damages. And furthermore, Bishof Tani Askinan, are we dealing here with with uh, with uh, idiots? Are we dealing with Mishagayim? Yeah, you walk over to anybody, say, "How much would I? How much would uh, you be willing to uh, cut off your hand?" Be like, what? What are you out of your mind? <laughs> what? What? Seriously, Chaver. By the way, what is Ashir? What does the word Ashir mean in Hebrew? Ayin Shin Yod Resh. What's Ashir? No. Ayin Shin Yod Resh. Not everybody at once. A couple Chaver on Zoom are uh, are muted, but they're trying to talk to me. All right, wealthy person. And Ashir is wealth. Ashir, get ready for this. Ayin shin yod resh. Ayin is enayim. Eyes. Shin is shinayim teeth. Yod is yadayim hands. Resh is raglayim. There's one thing you cannot buy with money and that's your health. You cannot buy it. It's more valuable than anything you could put on no, no value in the world. We wake up in the morning and we don't think about how much people will be willing to pay to have two hands. We don't think about how much people want to pay to have eyesight. And we just kvetch and we have problems and we're not makertoy for the Rabbani Shalom for all the chesed that he does for us. We're ashirim. We have a nayim, shinayim, yodayim, raglayim. We have our health, we have our bodies. Says the Gemara, you talk about a mishugana, a nut job, you walk over to somebody, you say, how much could I be willing to pay, pay for to have your hand cut off? What are you, nuts? No such thing. Where are you coming from to even start with this conversation? Says the Gemara, You evaluate how much a person will be willing to cut off his hand that is pretty much unusable. Okay, so if somebody has a hand that's unusable, oh, so now we're having a conversation. Now we're having a conversation. Why? There's no damage because the hand's not usable anyway. Let's say there's no circulation to the hand that's just laying there limp. So um, what, what, what do you do under those circumstances? There still might be pain. Still might be pain, so you evaluate the pain. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? That's not just pain. See, there's a difference if somebody has no hand or a hand that's there but not really functioning because there, there's an additional embarrassment. Why? What are you going to do? Say, a guy even with a hand, a body part that's unusable is not going to tell you, go cut it off and, and, and like throw it to the dogs. No such thing. No such thing. Sigmar says, you, you, you got to be talking, you have to talk seichel, says Sigmar, you, you got to talk logic. 
Where's the logic in, in, in trying to talk to a normal person and have them evaluate the loss of a hand? Not shayach, lo, lo shayach, impossible. I'll tell you how you evaluate. You ready? You're, you live in a Muslim country. There they learn a hand for a hand is literal. All right? This guy has been judged. Yankul Nebuch has been judged by the government to have his hand cut off. His hand's coming off anyway. So you evaluate how much a person would be willing to take, his hand's being cut off, to have it cut off regular or have it being cut off with anesthesia. And that's, that's, the, that's how you evaluate. That's how you evaluate. Amri, they said, even under those circumstances, a person, if offered anesthesia, uh, would, would certainly take it and would pay all the money in the world to not have to go through that pain. Says the Gemara, um, Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Says the Gemara, I, I, I went back a line, I'm sorry. High lethal. So what does it mean to, to take? How much are you willing to take? Litein mi boile. See, we said, how much would a person be willing to take to have anesthesia and as opposed to just being cut off? How much would you be willing to take? A person doesn't take money. A person would give money to have anesthesia. See, the expression of the Mishnah is, how much would a person be willing to take and that'll decide the difference between just a regular hand being cut off, or with, uh, or or with, uh, you know, numbing uh, lotion. Okay, what you do is is that you say theoretically, theoretically, which means that how you evaluate pain says Avua Shmuel says Shmuel's father. He says, I'll tell you, you evaluate pain. You say, whatever was done, imagine, Yankel hurt Beryl. Now we imagine as if Beryl was judged in a non-Jewish court to have that done to him. So Yankel punched Beryl in the head. Imagine that a non-Jewish court ordered that he's, you're going to be punched in the head. Or Yankel cut off Beryl's arm. You evaluate how much the government, uh, you, you, so, so the, you, you imagine as if a government is about to cut off Beryl's arm. Now the question is, how much would the victim, the one who's being hurt, how much would he be willing to give to the messenger of the government? So how much would the messenger of the government be willing to take? How much would you be willing to have him take to, not, to have it done without pain? And that's how you evaluate Tsar. Okay? So this is actually very simple. It's actually very simple. Tsar, how do you evaluate pain? The Gemara is walking away with the following. Again, the pain can't be damaged because we're paying for damage separately. So how do you evaluate pain? So give me. A, so let's take a story. Had you hurt somebody? We'll take the case of the Mishnah. You took a hot spit and you, you burnt them on the fingernail. Okay? So you're going to say, how do you evaluate pain? So Gemara says, I'll, t- I'll tell you. Imagine the government decided that somebody should have a hot spit touch their fingernail. How much would a person be willing to give the government official 
to do it painless. And that's how you evaluate pain. And that's how much the damager or the, the assailant who caused the pain, he's not, not even necessarily a damager, maybe he didn't do it now, but the one who caused the pain, that's how much you, um, that's how much you have to pay. Okay, here we go. I don't know why this is coming to my mind. Eh, maybe I do know why. I do know why. I'll be a little, uh, maybe I don't know why. But you ever go and you see, it could be an old buddy or somebody who you know like, okay, well, not so well. You haven't seen them in a while. You haven't seen them in a while. When you see them, for some reason, there are some people, they feel the need to hurt you. What I mean by hurt you is, like, I know I have some guys, like, you go over them, like, just, I don't know if they're trying to be gishmak or if they're just uncomfortable in their own skin. They'll give you a slap on the back, like, not to be believed. Not to be believed. Or, like, an overzealous handshake. And, like, they're like, you, you know what I'm talking about? You know, it, it happened to you about that? And it's like, why'd you just do that? Like, is that necessary? Is that necessary? And I don't know, there's like a certain, there's a certain type out there where it's like, oh, how you doing? Like you're overcompensating for something. It's all body and no heart. It's all body. Like there's some people like you haven't seen them in a couple of years. You go over, you have, they have a twinkle in their eye. They give you a nice hug. And there's some people like, hey, how you doing? The, 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 the. And it's like, what are you doing? What? Like relax. You don't need to give me five slaps on the back over here. Okay, no damage is done, but dude, Rachmanus, like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? This is weird. It's just weird. You're the, you know, so I, this is where this is what for this is like an example that's coming to my mind where somebody you're not doing any damage, but like, why are you causing pain to the guy? Like, you got to punch him on the back eight times to to show him how happy you are to see him. Like, what are you, Meshuga? What's what? What's the whole idea? What's the whole idea? Yeah. All right, not sure. I got to talk to a psychologist why people do that. Not sure. All right, here we go. Zok the Gemara Vaita Ripoak, how do you pay for medical bills? He co, if he hits him, you're obligated to pay for doctors. So you should be healed. What if the guy got um, uh, boils or tzmachim? It's uh, scabs, blisters on, uh, because, of, because of the cut. And then it's, it uh, starts to heal. It closes, literally, it means. The, the wound closes. So we'll, we'll call it like a scabbing. So what happens at times is you can have the initial wound and then you have either the um, infection that comes out of the wound and sometimes you'll have, you'll have like blisters that, are the, the, that come from the area of the wound. So not so. See, those blisters could come up a few days after the actual wound happened. So the Gemara says, you also need to pay for that. Those are considered, even though it wasn't there at the time that you cut the guy or, or you know, punched him in the nose, but all the, all the markings that come about due to the blow or due to the hit, also you're obligated to pay for. And you also have to give him the loss of 
of going to work. But let's say you got boils and the doctors are telling us that, you know, it's near that area, but it's, it doesn't make sense that it's there from the actual wound. The damager doesn't need to pay for that. And doesn't need to pay for the loss of work. Even if it's because of the wound, you still don't need to pay for loss of work. This is very interesting. So in other words, he's agreeing, he's, a, um, he's agreeing, it seems to the other part, but he says, uh, I'm sorry, he's, he, he's a, um, who, who's this? Yeah, Rebuta says that if, uh, when you wound somebody, you're going to be obligated to heal the blisters, but you don't need to pay for his loss of, uh, loss of work. So you got to pay for loss of work, and for his medical bills, Kol Shachayavis B'Shabes, I'm sorry, Kol Shachayavis B'Sheves, Chayav Beripli. Anybody who's obligated for Sheves, whenever you're obligated to pay for uh, the inability to go to work, you're also, it, that goes hand in hand with being obligated to pay medical bills, and therefore, if you have uh, blisters that come about because of, uh, because of the hit, so the, you know, the, the damager is not going to be Chayav to, uh, to heal him either way. But my Kamevgi, what source does Machlaikas, where does this Machlaikas stemming from? Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Ashkin Rabbanon Bebei Rav, I found the Rabbanon in the Yeshiva of Rav, the Yasiv Ka'amri, they were singing, they're saying, Hachaba Maka Nitna Le'eged, Kamevgi, here we're done with a wound that is Nitna Le'eged. What does it mean, a wound that is Nitna Le'eged? Where there's a, um, Eged means it's, it's tied up. So we're going to call this a, uh, an ace bandage, a, uh, you know, um, a first aid, First aid. What does that mean? Rabbanon savri maka nitna le'eged. Rabbanon say that to um, anything that comes about even at a later time because of the original wound, you're going to have to pay for. Okay. No. He says it's not you, you don't you don't pay for the for the uh, blisters that come afterwards. Mm. Uh, let, let's just finish this and I'll explain why. You got to pay for medical bills. But Shavas loss of work, which <coughs> the Torah doesn't go back and say again. You're not going to be responsible for now. By medical bills, it says verapa yirape. It's a double expression. You should surely hear. By shift by Shavas, it says right rak shivta yitain. You pay for Shevis. It only says it once. Now I want to explain what this Machlekes is. It's very interesting. Machlekes here is like this. If I wound you, and then afterwards blisters come up, very often that's a sign of infection. See, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The question now becomes, this is a very important question, very important question. Even if it's there because of the wound, at what point can the damager say to the victim, Listen, if you would have, you know, my mother's a chronic Racha, if you got a burn in the kitchen, her answer to burns was apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar is her answer to burns. Why? So she held, I don't know, she was an RN, she's a nurse. She says apple cider vinegar pulls the heat out of the skin and it stops blistering. So even though it's not going to take away the pain, but as soon as she got a burn in the kitchen, and she always kept a bottle of apple cider vinegar right on top of her stove, 
and I do in my house as well. And whenever I smell apple cider vinegar, I think of my mother burning herself. That's uh, one of my traumas in my life. Smell apple, I'm like, oh man, who burnt themselves? Yeah, so she, she said, you pour apple cider vinegar on a, on a, you know, a, a kitchen burn, so it, and you, you don't dry it off afterwards. You just let it sit on it. So it, uh, it, it helps with that it doesn't blister because it pulls, it pulls the heat out somehow. Um, so anywho's, how did I get on to? Oh, it's like this. So I burnt somebody else. Okay, I burnt somebody else. Blisters come up two days later. So the guy says, got to pay me. Got to pay me. I'm like, listen, dude, you should have put on apple cider vinegar. My mother taught me that. The guy's like, well, my mother didn't teach me that. I'm like, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. You should have known that. Okay, maybe that's a mother's thing. What about something that's known in the medical field, we'll call it? Yeah? So if blisters come up afterwards because the guy doesn't take care of his wound, am I responsible? So that's the conversation here. That's the machlekes. Okay? The Rabbanans say that a wound that's given for Eged, so... If you made the wound, but the guy could have bandaged himself up and healed himself and wouldn't have gotten sores, Rabbanan say, you're still chayiv. The bottom line is you heard him. Abuda says, no. You could say to the victim, listen, sweetie pie, you, you know why you have a sore? Because you're lazy. You should have put bacitracin on right away, neospore and that, whatever you want to put on, and, and you wouldn't have gotten the, the wound. And therefore, says, uh, says Rabbi Huda, you're not responsible. And I said to the, I said to the Talmudim in the yeshiva, remember, this was said over in, um, this was said over in the yeshiva of Rav. Who, who's telling us this? Rabba. Rabba says, I found the Rabbanon in the yeshiva of Rav. Okay, so I mean, well, no, it says, Rabbi, I said to them, if, it's, if we're not dealing with a wound that needs to be bandaged up, you shouldn't be obligated for repoy either for medical bills when it comes to that additional blistering because the guy could have uh, taken care of himself. Rather, we got to say that everybody holds that we're given, we're dealing with a wound that uh, should have been uh, taken care of, but not for like extreme cases. So now the question is like this. It is, says Rabbi, once you're going there, I said to the Talmud and the Yeshiva, once you're going there and saying that we can have a conversation about whether or not the victim should have taken care of himself, well, what happens in the following case? Somebody burns themselves. So what do they do? They, they put on apple cider vinegar, like Mrs. Temler says. They put on neosporin, and guess what happens? They still get a blister. So can the damager say to him, uh, excuse me, I'm not responsible. And the victim will say, sure you are. See, I did, I did whatever I need to do. He's like, yeah. That's, uh, that's Mrs. Tendler's stuff. You should have gone to an urgent care. They would have given you a heavier cream and you wouldn't have a sore. Why are you relying on, uh, on Tendler's stuff? You share to hear about such a thing. You could have walked into an urgent care and they would have given you something stronger and you wouldn't have the sore now. Well, why am I responsible? See, what Rob is saying to them is if you're going to put the responsibility of healing on any, in any element on the victim, where does it end? Where does it end? He should have gone to a, to a top specialist. And if he would have done that, so now 
he he wouldn't have the he wouldn't have the blisters afterwards. Wait a second, but I'm the victim. I'm the victim. I can't afford to go to the doctor. Okay, so you you could have gone to a doctor in shul. You know that you know that joke. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, a doctor's complaining to a lawyer that every time he comes to shul, people come over to ask him for advice. He says he posher can't daven, and everybody thinks I'm like a free uh, concierge, a free medical concierge. Every time I walk into shul, people sit next to me and they're picking my brain, and uh, I'm losing out on parnasa. So the attorney tells him, he says, "Listen, I had the same problem." You know how I put an end to it? Every time somebody did that, I spoke to them. And after Shabbos, I sent them a bill for the time. The doctor says, you know what? It's a fantastic idea. That Tuesday, the doctor gets a letter in the mail from the attorney with a bill. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So, so says Rabbit to them, where does it end? You know, at, at what point does my responsibility end? You, you could have gone over to the doctor in Shul and, and, and uh, you know, and gotten better advice, or you could have called up some friend's uh, uncle's cousin, yeah? So he says, I'll tell you like this, when it comes to medical bills that the Torah says, for Rappi, Rappi, you're obligated to like Donna Bakra. But the word Sheves, which the Torah does not go back and repeat, it just, again, it just says, Shiftai Lai Mechayev, he's not responsible for when blisters come up afterwards. Rabbanu Savi, Rabbanu Say, keep on the ton of Beikra, Beripoi, once we repeated it by medical bills, Sheves Nami Mechayev, the Iskash, the Ripoi, the two of them are the Hekish, they're compared, and therefore you're obligated by both, just because it repeats one and not the other, doesn't do anything. The bottom line is they have the same halacha. Rebuta Savar, Rebuta disagrees, he says, Sheves Lai Mechayev, the damager is not responsible for loss of work for the sores that come up afterwards. The miate rachmana rak, because even though in some way, even though there is a hekish, but the Torah does exclude it by saying rak. What by the word shiftai by loss of work it says rak shiftai yitain. If only you pay for the loss of medical bills, which means that there is a limitation. Uh, I'm sorry, for a loss of work, which means there's limitation on how much you could demand for loss of work. For Abonan, Rak, Lishalei, Machmasamaka, Hudasa. The word Rak is teach me, Shalei, Machmasamaka. Binada. Okay. Zog, the Gemara, Vaitur, the Rabbana Basrai. But according to the opinion of the Rabbana that we just mentioned, Ami Kosh, Haibe, Shevis, Haibe, Ripoi, who says every time you're obligated for loss of work, you're obligated for medical bills, Kosh, any Haibe, Shevis, any Haibe, Ripoi. And if you're not obligated in loss of work, you don't have to pay medical bills. Remember, we learned a little earlier on the DAF that there's an opinion of the Rabbanon, which is that medical bills and loss of work go hand in hand. If I have to pay medical bills, I pay for loss of work. If I, if I, if I don't have to pay for medical bills, I don't. The two go hand in hand. Why do I need medical bills repeated in the Pasuk? Either way, it goes hand in hand. He needs it to be repeated for the teaching of the Yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael. What is that teaching? The Tana Debei Rabbi Yishmael. We learned in the Yeshiva, the Tanya Debei Rabbi Yishmael Aymer. We learned in the Brisa, they learned the Yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael. You know what Yerapai means? Let me ask you a question. Who gives us a right to go to doctors? And who gives the doctor a right to heal us? Leave it to God. Bug out. Says in the Torah. No. Verapa Yerape. A healer heals. And Rabbi Shalom gives permission to humans to be his messengers when it comes to healing. Verapa Yerape says nothing to do with damaging. It's Verapa, the healer, a person who goes to medical school, 
Yerape, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll let you be my messenger when it comes to taking care of other people. Otherwise, who says we have a right to get in God's way? Yerape, Yerape. If a person develops blisters because of the wound, and the wound goes away, uh, that you're still obligated to pay for the additional, uh, for, uh, you know, you have to keep uh, paying. Now, obviously, this is not if you healed completely and it comes back a couple months later. Okay, it went away, but uh, you could tell it's back from the same wound. It becomes like a chronic problem. It says rock that you're obligated to pay. He uses the same word and he says, no, if the sores and blisters come about because of the original wound, he says, the rock tells me that you do not need to pay if it comes about afterwards. Only pay for the initial damage. Even if the blisters come about later because of the wound, <clears throat> you don't need to pay. It means legamri. You don't need to pay at all. Like the Rabbanon, the, the second stage of the Rabbanon. Again, the Rabbanon said that everything goes hand in hand. So if I ever don't need to pay for loss of work, I don't need to pay for medical bills either. Even because of the maki, your potter mishavas, means you don't need your potter from paying for loss of work. You are obligated to pay. That's following the, uh, that's following the opinion of his father, who held that the two, he argued on the Rabban, he held that the two payments do not go hand in hand. I would say, <coughs> that if there's blisters there, even if it doesn't have anything to do with your wound, you have to pay. Tamar lima rocks. The word rock, which means only or but, it tells me you don't need to pay. Says the Gemara, I don't, I don't understand something. What does it mean? I wound somebody, and then they get blisters, nothing to do with the wound. Why would I think the damager of the wound has to pay? What does he have to do with the blisters? If the blisters aren't there because of the wound, you punch somebody in the head. He comes over, he says, hey, you got to pay me. I have a medical bill. I'm like, what's your medical bill? And he shows me a medical bill that he had an ingrown toenail. I'm like, what? What does an ingrown toenail have to do with me punching you in the nose? He says, well, uh, you got to pay for medical bills. What do you got to do with me? He says, I need a verse to tell me, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to pay for uh, the blisters that come for another reason? They said, Let's say you have another incredible case. Hever, listen closely. Some, a, a damager hurts, a, a human hurts a, a victim. All right? The doctor tells the victim, Ziskite, you need to wear a cast on your broken leg and wear a boot, and that's how you're going to be healed. So Yankel breaks Beryl's foot. Beryl goes to the doctor. The doctor says, Beryl, you got to wear a cast on your foot and keep the cast on, and this is how you treat it. Beryl puts on his sneakers and goes to play basketball a week later. And now, instead of it being a three-week process or a six-week process, now we're dealing with a year and a half. So what happened is the victim transgressed the words of the doctor. And he starts eating unhealthy things. 
He's not eating properly. Things that are terrible for his wound. And now he's got gargusni on his body. Nobody wants gargusni, right? We're all familiar with gargusni for sure. I would say it doesn't matter. You guys still got to heal him. It, it, it's there because of your wound. Talmud Leimar Rak. Rak means, you know what type of medical bills you need to pay for? And loss of work and all those things. That's if the victim follows the orders of the doctor. Otherwise, if he gets Gargusni, that's not your responsibility. Gargusni is his problem. Says the Gemara, Gargusni sounds fascinating. What is that? My Gargusni. What is Gargusni? That's the question we're all thinking right here. Amar Abai, Abai says, Nasa Berichsa. It's dead, uh, dead uh, flesh. He, he lost mobility. My Asuse, how do you help it? Allah, Vakira, Vakalba, aloe, wax, and kalva. Kalva is some sort of a, a paste, I think, uh, which they, Rashi says they coat, they coat uh, barrels with. But, huh? Pieces of resin. Resin? Yeah. Okay. Resin, that is. Yeah, so it's some sort of paste that they, that they uh, make and that, uh, that, that they put on the wound, and that allows the wound to, uh, I guess, I don't think the word is regenerate, but regain mobility and uh, regain use. Okay, what happens if Yankel hurts Beryl and Beryl now has a broken foot? So Beryl wants to go to the doctor. Yankel says, Beryl, the damager says to the victim, listen, Beryl, I'm a doctor. Don't, don't go to another doctor. I'll heal you. I don't want to pay medical bills. Come to my office. I'll give it to you for free. Ask Yochanan, I'll heal you. Amar Lei, the victim could say, Domisalai. Listen, it seems to me that you are like a lion who is trying to hurt me even more. The fact that you broke my foot does not make me too excited about making you my physician to heal me. Just the opposite. I think you're going to try to break my foot again. And therefore, sorry, I ain't coming to your practice. And if the damager says to him, Listen, I'm not a doctor, but I'll take you to one of my friends who's a top-notch physician in my shul and he'll give you a good discount. So instead of you going to your doctor or a doctor of your choice, I'll, don't charge me for uh, whatever. Uh, I've, got, I've got ways to make it cheaper. Omar Lay, the victim could say, Asya the magan, the magan, magan shove. You know what he could say? You get what you pay for, buddy. You get what you pay for. If he ain't gonna charge me, I ain't gonna get Good medical attention. And therefore, I'm not going to a doctor that's going to save you money. The Amarle, and if the, if the damager says, my sin la asya rechika, you know, I will, uh, uh, I'll take you to a doctor that charges less money. Not, you know, why do you got to go to a more expensive doctor? I'll take you to, uh, uh, literally means far away, but it means, you know, out of town doctors, charge less. Amarle, asya rechika ina avira. They don't have the same experience. So the, the victim basically could demand a top-notch doctor with experience and um, uh, whatever it costs, whatever it costs to be healed properly. And if the victim says, listen, instead of you paying for what if the victim says to the damager, now it's the opposite. The damager says to the victim, listen, I'm going to pay you less money. Yeah? Says the Gemara... What if the victim says to the damager, don't pay my medical bills, please. Just give me the money. Yeah, I'll take the insurance. 
right? Your car gets damaged, insurance gives you $500. He's like, instead of fixing the car, I'll just take the money. Yeah? Give me the money, I'll take care of it myself. I'm a doctor, the victim will say, maybe. The damager could tell the victim, no, I'm not giving you the money. You know why? Because I need to keep paying you till you're healed. You might take your time with healing and it's going to cost me more money. So you got to go to a competent doctor. Okay, fine. She says, give me a set amount. A thousand dollars and we'll call it deal. We'll call it done. This way there's no risk of long-term uh, care. Amarle, the damager could say, uh, No, I'll tell you why. People know I broke your foot. And if you don't take care of yourself properly, you're going to be limping around for the next 30 years and everybody's going to blame me. And say, oh, there goes this guy that was hurt by uncle. And therefore I demand that you get proper medical attention and I'll pay the doctor and not you. This way it doesn't hurt my name. Incredible. Very fascinating Gemara. It's just very, very applicable. Very applicable. Okay? Both what's the victim's rights when it comes to receiving compensation and what is the damager's right. Tana, we learned in the All these things are paid even when there's payment for damage. We don't immediately have to be know this. Amar of Zvid, Mishpeh, Darava, Amar Kro, Petzadach, Espatza, Wound for a wound. Litin Tsar, Makam Nezek. You pay for pain even when there's damage. Haimi Boile, but we need that for the Rabbi Shaykh Gemeza to include Shaykh Gemeza of Aynes Karatz. And if you damage somebody else, even if it was unintentional, you need to pay for medical bills. Top of Amr Beis, answer the Gemara. Imkrei, Nechtav, Kro, Petzadach, Petzadach, Espatza, Shvami, Notarti. We learn out both halachas. I'm going to move along over here. We're, uh, we've got to cover a little more ground. We'll try to get to the two dots in the middle of uh, Amr Beis. Here we go. Rapapash made the Rabama. Rapapa says the name of Rabama. Rapapa, your Rapapa, the healer heals. Leetin, Rafuab, Makam Nezek. To give medical bills when there's damaging. Hami, Boy, Lechdan, Rabbi Shmuel. In other words, not only do you pay for damage, you also pay for medical bills. But says the we learned that the Yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel. Tell the Baby Shmuel, Rapapa, your Rapapa, Makashit, and Rishos, Rapapa, the Rapais. Rapapa, your Rapapa is not telling me you pay for medical bills even when you already paid for damages. Rapapa, your Rapapa is just giving permission for doctors to heal. MK, Nikhlev, the Rife, your Rapapa. Says the no. The Torah could have said the Rife and the healer. Will heal, ma But it doesn't say that. It says verapa irape. So why do you change the expression to teach us both that you pay for medical bills even when you already paid for actual damage? But we said earlier that we got to teach about um, paying again for. Uh, sorry, it said verapa irape to teach us that you shall surely pay. What does that mean? That you pay for your initial damage and you pay for the blisters that come afterwards. It could have said the same word twice. It could have said heal, heal. He heals, he heals. My What does it mean? And he, and heal, he heals. It's a change in words. Why'd you do that? He just this additional halacha that you got to give, um, you, you got to pay for medical bills even when you already paid for the initial damage. You can apply from here. Incredible. Okay, fine. What we've just established is that you pay all these payments when there's no damage. There's no damage. When there is damage, okay? Um, I'm sorry. You, you pay for these, all, all these things when there's no damage. The question is, how do you pay them when there's no damage? The beautiful question. Beautiful, beautiful question. Okay, so we know that you're going to pay whether or not there's permanent damage or not. Let me ask you a question. If there's no permanent damage to the guy, where's his medical bills? Where's his embarrassment? 
where do all these payments come up? So the Gemara says, Tsar, pain, we already explained. Right? Tsar, Kedektani, Tsar, Kavasoy, Beshpurim, Masper, you hit him with a, a hot spit with, uh, on his fingernail. So that makes sense, how you pay pain. How do you pay medical bills if there's no actual damage? I'll tell you why. There's no actual damage, but now the guy is uh, a yid kvetching about his back and kvetching about this and that. So there's no noticeable damage, but things are just hurting him. <clears throat> so he's got to go to a doctor. So you have the, the guy, uh, the damager says, oh, your, your knee's hurting you? Here, I have some uh, uh, Bengay. Have some ben gave for you to uh, to wipe on it. And then uh, it you know it changed the color of of his skin, and uh, you know it's it's getting in his way. So now he's got to bring him more medicine to bring the color back to his skin. Sheves and loss of work. The hadke bitendura. I'll tell you, the damager locked the victim up. He locked him up. And since he locked him up, there's no actual damage to his body, but he caused it, he can't go to work. Yeah, now what does he mean lock him up? It could be you, you, uh, you know, and whatever it was, whatever it was, you did some sort of outside thing, the guy couldn't show up for work. Baishas, an embarrassment, directly, you, you spat, you spat at him, you spit in the guy's face. That's embarrassing, uh, that's embarrassing for him and, and you're going to have to pay for embarrassment. Those are all cases where you can make payments, human to human damage, even though, a human to human payments, even though there's no actual Nezek. So what's interesting that we're coming out with, we're going to hold it here for today, but what's interesting to, we're coming out with is that the, the, the additional four payments of, in addition for damage, there's also pain, medical bills, loss of work, and embarrassment. These four things are paid whether or not there's actual damage. So even if there's no damage payment, you have a circumstance where he just embarrassed me, or he just, whatever it is, the, the, the payments are still going to come into play. Okay, we didn't completely finish the daf, but we're, uh, we're halfway through, and we'll try to catch up on Matzi Shabbos. Have a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, everybody.